G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, we like to check in on breaking news as it's coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Been big developments after some very unsettling times in the Israeli government. And Ron Ross is back with us to share those headlines. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, been a very, very big week in global politics when you look at what's happened in Israel. A new Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, sworn in on Sunday as Israel's new Prime Minister. Yeah, the new government was approved by a vote of 60 in favour, 59 opposed, with one abstention. Israel, I can't believe this, will now be governed by an eight-party coalition, the largest in Israeli history, with Yamina leader Naftali Bennett serving as Prime Minister and Yeshid Atidhead, Yair Lapid, as Foreign Minister. In two years, assuming the government lasts, Bennett and Lapid will switch positions. Outgoing Prime Minister Netanyahu described the new government as left-wing, saying they won't last. We have a very strong opposition and we will work together to overthrow this fraudulent government quickly, Netanyahu said. Ron, just a comment or two from you here. I mean, when you lose a leader like Benjamin Netanyahu, that's going to have all sorts of ramifications on its own. But as you say, an eight-party coalition, left-wing, and as I understand it, uh, they don't all like each other within that coalition. Any, any thoughts around what's developing there? I don't know. They're unequally yoked, you might say. Uh, it's rather absurd, and uh, the, the analysts that I respect in Israel are not giving it a very big future. Um, I know that Naftali Bennett has taken security precautions for his family, fearing for them physically uh, because of the Netanyahu support in Israel. It's a very interesting situation, and uh, as Netanyahu said, uh, it doesn't appear to have a very long future. It's just the way of Israeli politics, I'm afraid. Uh, well, plenty more to come on what's developing there, no doubt. And that's not the only change. Ron, more headlines overnight. Hamas appoints a new prime minister in Gaza. Yeah, as the new government was being sworn in in Israel, Hamas announced that its new prime minister assumed office in the Gaza Strip on Sunday. The new Premier, Issam al-Dalif, succeeded Dr. Mohammed Awad, who resigned after two years, and no one knows why. The announcement is likely to intensify tension between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority, which has previously expressed opposition to the formation of a Hamas government in the Gaza Strip. Another headline, Ron, Israel on high alert as the celebration of Jerusalem Day is about to begin. What's the story here? Yeah, you and I prayed before we started today praying for the peace of Jerusalem and I would encourage everyone to do that. Israel's defence establishment is bracing for potential violence 
in the West Bank as Palestinian groups warn against a controversial flag march set to take place later today in the old city of Jerusalem. According to a security source quoted by Walla News, the IDF will beat up troops near known areas of friction in the West Bank for fear of potential terror attacks and will increase the level of alert for Iron Dome batteries due to Hamas's threat to respond to the flag march in Jerusalem. This is Jerusalem Day celebration. In Hebrew, Yom Yerushalayim. It's an Israeli national holiday commemorating the reunification of Jerusalem and the establishment of Israeli control over the old city in the aftermath of the June 1967 Six-Day War. Ron, a headline about fake news and biased media. They're hot topics in the Middle East right now. Uh, This one uh, you've got there in front of you, a headline that says uh, Al Jazeera has accepted an award from Hamas for affiliation with the Palestinian cause. Can you believe I was also sent photographs of the award ceremony? Hamas Deputy Chairman Khalil Al-Haya presented Al Jazeera's Gaza Bureau Chief Wal al-Dadu with an award of appreciation, saying that the Qatar-based network was supporting the Palestinian cause. The Qatari channel Al Jazeera worked with high professionalism during its coverage of the Sword of Jerusalem battle and demonstrated its affiliation with the cause of the oppressed Palestinian people, Al-Haya said in a statement released on the Hamas website. He said, we're proud of Al Jazeera's active crews who proved to be the knights of word and sacrifice while covering the events. There was a response, and this is it. Holy crap! Al Jazeera has accepted an award from Hamas for its coverage of the recent hostilities between the terror group and Israel. And that came from American Jewish Committee Managing Director Avi Meyer. In an interview with Fox News, Meyer said the Hamas comments should be a wake-up call to the West. A major media outlet has accepted an award for its news coverage from a designated terror group. That should raise alarm bells among all who are concerned about freedom of the press. Well, we might be raising an eyebrow, even having a smile on our face at the sort of way that these things can get described. It might be a concern for us, though, because uh, whenever you're watching our own ABC, so often you'll see the little logo down in the corner of the screen, and it's Al Jazeera, a favourite, it seems, from the ABC and their coverage of reporting on events between Israel and uh, its enemies and those that are in some levels of tension with it throughout the Middle East. So uh, that shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Then we see that, and that that actually does colour the media that we're seeing in Australia. Any thoughts there before we move on from that, Ron? I have having worked in the media a long, long time ago. I'm convinced that it's a left-wing outfit. I mean, every journalist is a member of a union, that should say it all. And uh, we need to be very wary about what we read and what we believe. Uh, Very true. Ron, let's top off our conversation today. A headline that perhaps is good news. Vaccinated individual tourists will be allowed into Israel from the 1st of July. What are the headlines saying? I'm happy that the hard work of the tourism ministry staff along with the Health Ministry, Foreign Affairs and Interior Ministry, 
led the Interior Minister to declare that the requirements for vaccinated tourists will be relaxed and there will be an expansion of the entry of individual tourists starting July 1. That announcement was Tourism Minister Orit Fakash Hakohen. The time has come for Israel to open up to tourism and to take advantage of its status as a vaccinated country for the benefit of our economy. Only vaccinated travellers, and not those who have recovered, will be allowed in. They'll have to present their vaccination certificate before boarding the plane. He said many details still need to be worked out, and obviously the new government will have an impact on what is decided. But for everyone planning a visit to Israel, it's an encouraging sign. Encouraging signs indeed. Well, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for scouring the headlines overnight once again. Ron Ross, thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 